This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Uh, I know it's a beautiful Saturday morning, and uh, we were supposed to get a lot of rain. I'm not sure we really did. Uh, so you're probably out there doing your best. i got to go home and mow the lawn myself, so I understand. Uh, i got the dump runs, but we're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, and uh, we'll do our best to help you out with computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And as we wait for your calls, uh, one of the things that I wanted to bring up was um, just getting getting photos these days. It's, it's almost like deja vu all over again. So we went to Florida, my family did, in January went to Disney and uh, came came back with COVID. I'm positive, but neither here nor there. We can't get a test to figure that out. Uh, but my family had all their photos on their phones. And so as a gift uh, from my wife, we're going to be scrapbooking all these photos from our trip. And all the kids have photos on all the devices. Well, what they're trying to do is send the photos to like a CVS to get printed in the old days, remember the old days when we went take our film roll to the CVS to get it developed? Well, that's what we're doing again um, because it's too much trouble to get the kids to bring their phones to the house, plug them in, and transfer the files. So they have to go via their phones out to the CVS. Of course, which CVS do you choose? There's like 15 in the town I live in. Um, so in some cases, it was at this address. It was at that address. We're getting emails from CVS. Come and get your pictures. We go there. No, we don't have any pictures. We don't even know where the, the photos have ended up. Um, so it's 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 more crazy than ever to get pictures printed these days. It's neat if it works, um, but it just seems to be much more difficult than it should be. And uh, I don't know, just that last that last caller trying to move his files. We also put a link up there for you, uh, Dan. Um, if, if you're still there, I see you're still on the line. Um, my, Matt, does that mean he's still there? No, I don't think so. Um, so it, we're going to put a link up there for you, and uh, it gives you a bunch of options here as far as what you could be doing to be, having, to be having issues with your transfers from your iPhone, from obviously a bad cable, which we kind of discussed, to having issues with a version of iTunes. It's just a myriad of different steps you have to deal with to get your, your photos off your phone. It shouldn't be this difficult. When phones first came out, you plugged them in, and you copied them over. Right? It was that easy. You just copied them. <laughs> no, no big issue, no big security problem, no big transfer problem. I contend that Microsoft and Apple want to have, and Google, want to have your stuff stored in their cloud because they want to charge you for it. And that's really the key. Um, be, you know, keep that in mind. So feel free to get online, guys. Four lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. So, Bob, what do you want to talk about for news as we wait for our calls? Oh, let's see here. Okay, I like this one. Yeah. Google targets stalkerware and updated ad policy. It's about time. Okay. So app makers who sell these intrusive spy apps are on notice not to advertise with Google. Okay, so kind of a synopsis here. Yeah. You remember they came out with these apps so that you could kind of watch your kids yeah, you know, you put this on their phone and they didn't know it's there, and you could uh, 
like geolocate them. Right. And then find out where they were going, if they were going where they were supposed to be going, and uh, like if they were driving their car, how fast they were going, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, that's kind of spyware because you could just as easily put it on somebody's phone that you just wanted to keep track of. And yeah, uh, sub sub uh, subversively, you right? Know, you know, maybe an ex girlfriend or boyfriend so, or what have you. Uh, Google will name stalkerware apps on its list of services banned from advertising on its platform starting in August, the company said in an update this month. The move is designed to make it even harder to reach potential customers for the apps, which are also banned from Google and Apple's stores. Mm -hmm. Stalkerware or spyware apps are uh, disturbingly common. Tens of thousands of the services are available by some estimates, and they let someone who has access to your phone or cloud passwords intercept your texts, call logs, and location while having access to your microphone and camera. Mm -hmm. They're associated with domestic violence and are often used for illegal activity. Yep. Oh, yeah. People wouldn't do that. <laughs> Google's ad policies are one of many ways the tech sector and advocates have tried to limit the app makers' reach. Uh, Google and Apple have also removed many of the apps from their platforms. Additionally, a group of advocates, antivirus companies, and legal experts have formed the Coalition Against Stalkerware. Mm -hmm. Antivirus firms have researched the best ways to identify the apps and warn users when stalkerware might be on their phones. CNET uh, wrote a series of stories on these apps and their dangers earlier this year. They're listed in the curated list below. So if you go to, yeah. to this link we're going to put up, you'll see the other ones, and you can read about um, the apps that are out the there. The apps that are out there, how it works, and what you can do to get rid of it uh, if you have it. A lot of them are pretty smart about hiding their well, themselves. Well, that's too. the thing; they they hide on your phone, so you don't even know they're there. Right. So. It's a big problem, and the thing is, these days too, even with your computer, everyone's working from home. And there are legal stalker software, you can call it that, um, that will actually keep, keep track of every keystroke, every mouse, every document you work on. So if it's a company-owned system and you're working from home, they, they know exactly what you're doing or not doing while you're working from home. Um, these tools have been out there forever. Um, heck, I mean, 20, at least 20 years. Um, Spectrosoft is one of the ones that we have seen the most commercially used. Um, so not, not only is your phone susceptible to this, but even your PC. And again, these uh, anti-malware, anti-spyware uh, applications may not report that you have stalkerware of any kind um, on your system, whether it be legitimate or illegitimate. So uh, be aware of that stuff. Uh, feel free to get online, guys. Four lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And we'll do our best to get your calls in. Let's see who's on the line here. Whoops. I'll let you do it, Bob. It's hard to do it. There we go. There oh, you all are. Yeah. We finally got uh, some I knew calls. you guys were there. Let's go to uh, Watertown and Joe next. What's going on, Joe? Hi, Eric. How are you? Yeah. Good. How are you, sir? Good, good. I can hear you better now. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, uh, just a couple of comments and a, and a question. Mm -hmm. The question first is, I have... Uh, Optimum, and uh, I, I, for some reason, we've been losing uh, the internet for you know a minute or two, uh, two or three times a day. Wow. Okay, and it, you know after reboot, or sometimes it just comes on by itself. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I, I'm pretty sure it's the Optimum. I, I, I don't think it's our router or uh, a modem. What's your opinion on that? Well, you got to test it. Um, is it their modem and router, or is it yours? It's my uh, router, their modem. 
Okay. So you could always have them come out and do a test of their modem or buy your own modem and stop renting from them. Yeah, that, I tried that one time, and uh, I could not find the exact uh, modem that they uh, that they uh, want. Interesting. And, you know, I uh, I thought I had it, but it was the right number, mm-hmm. and I, I went to Best Buy, and uh, they said, this is the one, but mm-hmm. the number, uh, there were some letters or something, I can't remember exactly what it was, but and they told me, no, it's got to be exactly what what they sell, uh, they uh provide yeah. they being uh, optimum, optimum. Uh, yeah so, so to answer your question as far as whether it's dropping or not uh, whether it's your router or what have you you'd have to plug your computer directly into the modem circumventing yeah. the router okay and seeing see if the drop happens if the drop happens it's the modem right if it doesn't happen it could be a router how old's your router uh the the router is uh it's fairly new it's uh omnum uh Omni, uh, Omni, i think it is Okay. Oh, and uh, I even got the extender. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not Ami, or Orbit. Okay. Uh, and I even got the extender because my wife was complaining she she would uh, uh, lose connection because she was in the other end of the house, you right. know, like about 30 feet away. <laughs> yeah, 30 feet shouldn't do it. I mean, you should get about a good 200-foot bubble out of a normal router. Um, if it's so, if you're not getting good ex- good good broadcast uh, as it is and you need an extender for 30 feet it could be the router yeah see um, now i i thought uh that what i did is i had uh, best buy come up and set me all up rather than do it myself i said okay i'll pay to get a tech person in here to this is my problem mm-hmm. fix it yeah you know and mm, i don't know i don't know if it's fixed or not but uh then the, I was blaming my wife's computer because it was an old computer. Right. Uh, we got her a new computer. It seems to be working better. She hasn't been complaining too much about not getting any signal when mm-hmm. I would have signal and everything like that. But You're both wireless, right? Yes, yeah. Have you updated the firmware on the router? Uh, actually, I haven't done it in a while. I mean, I, I should look into it. Yeah, you know? do things like that. Update the firmware Okay. and uh, do the test by plugging your computer directly into the modem and see if you drop. Uh, okay. It could be the router, unfortunately. When they start to drop, and especially if you're not getting a good signal only 30 feet away, there's something yeah. else wrong um, with yeah. the router. It's Even though it's young, it could be could be a problem. Yeah. And actually, Bob's putting a, li- a link up here for you, I think. Right, Bob? Yeah, it's a list of uh, optimum-approved modems and routers. Okay. Because I know uh, I heard you talk to the uh, lady just uh, you know a little while ago, and uh, you mentioned a, a router that you use and you yeah. like. Yeah. I it's haven't a, seen up yeah, I don't see it uh up here yet. I don't know how often you you know put it up here. It'll be up there today. Um yeah, yeah it's a Linksys uh 9500 um series router. It's about $350. You have to oh. get that through commit. Yeah. So if the router is only going to cost you 25 or 30 bucks, you're not going to get a whole lot of performance out of it. Yeah. Um so keep that in mind. If it's a cheap router, you're going to get poor performance. Um if you really want things to work well, you're going to want to spend the money on it. And it should give you a good seven years of service. Okay. So it's not like you're throwing money away. And if you think about what you rent the modem for and the router from the cable company anyways, it generally pays for itself, even no matter how much you pay. Ten bucks a month? Yeah, ten bucks a month, yeah. Adds up quickly. And I, I have actually, uh, uh, oh, yeah, just just one modem, yeah. Okay. Um, yep. uh, just one more question or okay. observation. Yeah. You, you talked about uh, Microsoft updates. Mm-hmm. I got the latest update, and uh, when I got that, 
I lost the ability to bring up my taskbar when I have a full screen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if I wanted to uh, watch a movie on my on my computer, and I wanted to change the volume, I used to be able to just hover down below at the bottom of the screen. The taskbar would come up, right. and I, I could change it. I can't do that now with the latest update. <laughs> Probably another, just one of those many, many, many bugs in the 2004 yeah. update. I assume that's the one you have. I'm sorry. The 2004. If you go, win, if you do a Winver and see what you have, it's probably the 2004 version. Uh, probably, I you know, it's been, uh, my computer's uh, it's pushing six years old. That's okay. And I've been looking at. Uh, I got the new computer. What I'm going to buy is uh, I'm looking at. There's three ver- three that I'm looking at right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got to pull the trigger on it. That's all. <laughs> all right. Well, help the Nasdaq. Well, the Nasdaq's doing really well. Help the economy and pull the trigger there, Joe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You got it. it. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to step out for a quick break and get to your calls. I want to thank you guys for getting online. So Chuck, Bill, and MJ, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. We are here till 11 o'clock. This is Computer Talk. We are live on this lovely Saturday morning in July here in Connecticut, coming to you live from the hermetically sealed studios here in East Hartford, Connecticut, where here in Connecticut, the numbers are great. Everyone's doing fine, but we still are locked down. Hmm. I wonder if the Boston Consulting Group has anything to do with that. Um, So here we are. I'm doing our best to help you guys out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Let's go to Bill in Westbrook next. What's going on, Bill? You there, Bill? Hi. Uh, yes, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I've got an email issue. Hopefully you can shed some light on what I'm doing here. All right. I recently uh, discontinued my relationship with Comcast. Okay. And um, before I did it, I was assured by them that my email would uh, continue to be available forever, as long Ooh. as I used it. And, and of course, it's, well, it's not the case, right? Well, it, no, no, I mean, I don't know. It may be something I'm doing. That, that's, actually kind of, that's the question I'm really asking. Okay. I, uh, I started trying to use it a few days after that, and uh, it, it kept dropping me. You know, I, I would connect directly through Xfinity. That's always how I've done it. Yep, so it's a and, web-based browser. Right. Yeah. I don't bro- know what that really means, but I'll well, you're, you're bringing up a browser and you're logging into Xfinity through the browser. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I log into my email through the Xfinity homepage. That's how I used to do it. You yep. know, my, my account or whatever. Yep. And uh, so I caught. You know, they kept it kept dropping. I mean, it would. I'd start using it and it would drop in five seconds. I couldn't email anything. I couldn't do anything. Yep. I called them up. They said. Uh, since my account is no longer in existence, I have to use a, an other uh, outlet to, to to access my email. So they suggested Outlook. Yep. So I they, I did that. I went to uh, downloaded Outlook or whatever I did. Got Outlook. Put my email into Outlook. Mm-hmm. And it seems you know it seemed to be okay. I could I could at least it uh, wasn't dropping me out. Right. But now, when I get into an email message. If I try to link on or if I try to click on any link in the message to like open up another page or go to a website or whatever, I get a an error box that comes up and says your organization's policies are preventing us from co- completing this action for you. Right. For more info, please contact your help desk. Right. 
I don't. I don't have a help desk in my. You house don't. That I know of. Are you sure, Bill? Are you, they think you do. Yeah. So, so, so what's happening there is Outlook is protecting you from you. So, where did you get Outlook from? Did you just down? Did you go to Microsoft and download the uh, Outlook client there, or where did you get it? Uh, well, to be honest with you, I've had it on my machine for a while, so I don't. I don't I'm assuming I just got it the normal way, whatever that would be. But uh, okay, because I, because I, you know, I, I used it. I have an. I have also a Gmail mm-hmm. uh, account, which uh, ultimately my big plan is to migrate everything from Comcast over to my Gmail, and I just won't use Comcast at all anymore. But okay, well, but believe it or not, time. you can you can set up your Comcast account in Gmail if you want to. The same way you set it up in Outlook as a secondary account, so you can have multiple accounts within your Gmail client. Okay. Okay. That's a little M on your phone if you use an uh, an Android phone. But let's get back to Outlook. So what Outlook is doing is is it's protecting you from a link within an email bot within an email, which is very dangerous these days. So in your in your security settings of Outlook, you have elected to block the usage of clicking on links um, within that mail client. You've said, oh. I don't want to click on, yep, and, and or Outlook did it for you by default, which is also a, a feature, depending on the version of Outlook you have. So if you look up your Outlook version and you want to lower your security settings to allow for clicking on links, you can, but I would tell you not to because you're just an encrypted, a, a link to an encrypted site away from blowing your machine to smithereens. If that makes any sense. Um, well, yeah, but I mean, if I, if I, let uh, me say my Google account. Yeah. Um, I'm allowed to click on links there and open them up. You're saying yeah. that's even if that's not a good idea, then even. No, it's not. No. <laughs> it's not. We have okay, tools I've that. Al- I've always done that. I, mean, I hear you. That. You'll always <laughs> do it until. Here's what'll happen. You'll always do it until your entire machine becomes encrypted and ransomed. And then the bad guys somewhere sitting in the, the third world will send you a note and say, Bill, if you'd like to get access to your computer, pay us $3,000. Because- oh, no, I understand. No, I see what you mean. But, I, but I'm, very, I'm very suspicious about that. If I see, unless I really know where the email's from, who it's from, what it's from. Okay. Um, you have to be expecting know, I, it. I agree. You have to be expecting it. Don't ever link on, click on anything you're not expecting. Even if it's from okay. somebody you know, because their mailbox is hacked. Why? Because their password is one two three four five six, and the right. the, the ding dong I brought up that hacked six thousand Yahoo accounts sends you an email. Hey, Bill, check out this link, and you think it's from your buddy, but it's not. It's from the bad guy. He's going to encrypt your account, your right. whole computer. So it's it's a security setting, Bill. I've got you know coming up against the hard break. So uh, we can put a link as to how to change your security settings in Outlook, but we would advise against it. Okay. <laughs> um, save yourself from yourself, but I understand uh, why you may want to click on some of those links. But keep it in mind, any link you click on is just one step away from encrypting your whole system. Okay. And the antivirus and that stuff doesn't help you in that stuff? Nope. You've invited it in yourself, sir. The virus program okay. says, oh, Bill wants to go here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. All right, sir. All right. We're going to step Thank out for a hard break. Much. You're welcome. We'll be right back.
we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and we are here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Actually, the lines are all jammed up. I do thank you for that. Normally, we're, we're not jammed up at the 9 o'clock hour, but we're always jammed up at the 10 o'clock hour. And thank you guys for joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. Let's get right to your calls. Chuck in Durham has a question. What's going on, Chuck? Hey, guys. How you doing? Fine. How are you? Very good. Let me... Yeah, turn down the radio. It's going to be really Yeah, now it's my cell phone. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I put that in the other room. Yeah. So uh, you were talking about uh, fiber-to-the-prem devices this morning and a backdoor to them. Yes, there's a Chinese company called C-Data that is, has a backdoor they built in secretly. So would that backdoor be for network maintenance? Sure, if it was public. It was secret. So it's okay to configure if you want to manage your own network, right? When when a, when a company builds a device like Cisco, Netgear, Juniper Networks, whatever, they're going to sell you your router and your device, and they're going to say, "Here you go, person, build your network, use our hardware, thank you very much." And if you want to log in and maintain it, you have a credentials to do it. This is a hidden backdoor. So Why would they want a hidden backdoor? Wouldn't again? Wouldn't that be in front of your? What I'm thinking of is a modem. It could be, uh, or it could be the device that's right up there, including the modem, because the, the device talks about being one of those things that converts fiber to, to Ethernet. Oh, shoot. So it's actually in the game. It, it, yeah, and it shouldn't. you never should be building right, secret backdoors into anything, um, period, if you want to be trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking that it would be a separate device, uh, and then you'd still have your modem there and... Yeah. No, and and, and yeah, managing your own network is fine. If China wants to, you know, manage their own network, and that's fine. But it can't be secret. If it's so a secret the company backdoor. that um, you've got. Now I'm in Durham, and I'm yeah. underground, so I'm never going to get fiber. Mm. But um, um, the company that you guys have been promoting. Yeah. Well, not, not promoting. It's, uh, it, uh, uh, it's called GoNetSpeed. Yes. There are they using uh, a fiber to the prem device. Yeah, they are. I don't know what brand it is, but any anybody putting fiber into your home will use a fiber to the prem device to uh, adapt it to connect to Ethernet. So there's a potential that these guys could actually have the same vulnerability. Depending on what devices they use, yes. But if it's a Chinese device, I mean, I'm sure they're not going to be using Chinese hardware installing fiber to the prem device in in, in America. Who knows though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. On the accounts I set up up in Massachusetts, yeah. the uh, device they had in, in-house was Cisco. Cisco, okay. But what they were using out on the pole, I don't know. And we don't really care about the pole. We only care about when it gets into your building. So, you know, I, I, I doubt any kind of American company would be using this, but who knows? All right. It just, it just kind of struck me. that yep. I thought we might be protected uh, by the modem, but if you say it's all in one, then you're you're right. It's all in one. And again, being that it's going to have the data flow through it before it even gets to your firewall, maybe they could inspect the packets, couldn't they? Oh, God. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> all right, Chuck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, you just can't trust the, the hardware these days, especially when it's coming out of China. Um, let's go on to – and I don't have a tinfoil hat on. Let's go on to uh, MJ in New Haven. Hey, MJ, what's up? Good morning, MJ from the Haven here. You may yeah. remember me as the uh, last living COBOL programmer in the galaxy. Oh, okay. <laughs> How are you doing there? Not what, I'm all right, and that's not what I'm calling. Um, all right. 
even though I spent my career in IT and I'm supposedly technical, I have a very low-tech cell phone. All I can do is make and receive voice and send and receive text. Okay. So uh, rather late in the game here, I've decided, well, maybe I'll migrate to a smartphone. Yeah. So my question is, uh, if I go with a smartphone, since this is uh, since I'm coming from a, a low-tech phone, do you think there might be any migration issues? I want to retain my same phone number. Uh, no migration issues. You should be able to port it. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's good. Um, I, I would tell you to look at Pixels. Pixels. I'm not Google. Name, it's a Google phone. Oh, okay. Oh, you think I should check that out, huh? Yeah, it's my favorite phone. I mean, yes, it's Google, and they're going to know everything about you, but they already do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, now, would those kind of phones be available in like one of the big box stores, Target, whatever? They would be, but you can also get it right from Google's site and buy it direct. And okay. uh, you can use uh, Google Fi, which actually leverages three different cell carriers. Um, okay. And you can only pay for the data you use. And so you can greatly limit the amount of cost monthly. My phone bill is 20 whole bucks a month. Yeah, that, that's, in the, that's in my comfort zone also. I, I don't, I'm not a big phone talker, but uh, I do spend a fair amount of time on the Internet. So would that $20 be for unlimited data? No. Talk? No, that's the key though. You if you're if you're sitting in your car in a, in a park, then you're going to have a lot of cost. But if right. you're simply on your own Wi-Fi in your own home, you know, it'll be you can surf all you want. Oh, okay. All right, that's uh, that's what I needed to know. All right, sir. Good luck. That's all I got. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's move on to Sheila in West Hartford. What's up, Sheila? Oh, hello. Um I um I have an iPhone and mm-hmm. um my all my calls go to uh, directly to voicemail, and no one's been able. To, I brought it to the Apple Store, and we got it working. And, and uh, the person called me and on my phone, and it worked. But now, now that I'm home, it doesn't. All my calls go to go to um, um, voicemail. Voicemail, and I can't I can't play any voicemail messages. It, all of this problem started when they did a sort of network update or something, and and I had to reinstall the, um, the the program, and I think it's called Spotify. And um, um, but then the Apple person she uh, reinstalled it, and it, everything seemed to work fine. But anyway, that's my question. Hmm. Uh, um, my, and also, I was listening uh, kind of with half my ears just now when you recommended the kind of phone you like best. Was it a tech phone? Did you say? It's a Pixel phone uh, by Google. Pixel. A, a pix, pixel phone by Google. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, just one. Well, anyway, my problem is, and I, I would love to go, you know, to go to UMA and and go NetSpeed and all that, but I just can't get to the point where I trust my cell phone um, because things keep happening to it. Okay, well, it should, it should be mutually exclusive, but um, your your iPhone issue is either your your carrier, like if, if all your calls go to your uh, voicemail, it means your phone's not ringing. And it means it, right. maybe it's because you have bad signal wherever you are. The reason I'm on a, I don't use Verizon anymore is because in order to get a call in, in my own home, I had to stand outside with my hand held up in the air because uh, oh. Verizon in Southington in certain areas is really bad. Um, so you could have just bad service wherever you are in West Hartford for your iPhone, and you're not, your phone's not ringing. That's why it's going to voicemail, right. especially it if it worked ring. at yeah. yeah, it so, used to ring uh, for for mail and for texts. I'd always get those alert sounds, mm-hmm. and but after that that uh, network change, um, 
or update, whatever it was, uh, all that went away. So it's not ringing. You're not hearing any noise from any texting or nothing? Nothing, no. But you, in the Apple store you were? Yes. Okay. So it t- tells me you've got bad service wherever you are. Um, that's all. That's my only only guess I could give you. How many bars are showing up on the top of the screen? Um, uh, four four bars, but it says AT and T, and that's not my phone service. Well, that could be a problem. Really? Yeah. yeah. Because I have to in order to make a when I open my iPhone, um, the screen shows me you know the the regular um, green. Um, icon with a phone in it, but I can't use that one. I have to go to my phone service, um, which is uh, it's called UnrealMobile.com, and I go, I click on that, and then within that, I I click on Dialer, and I get a, a new a phone a number pad, and I make my calls there. But could it be that that all my calls are going to um, to AT and T or something? Something's wrong. I would say it's an Unreal Mobile problem. I've never heard of Unreal Mobile. Well, maybe they're using the AT and T network. Yeah, but that's that's where your problem lies. You want to you you want to probably call them and say what's going on. Maybe you're not getting a, a good signal with Unreal Mobile connected, but I've never heard of it, and uh, yeah. it sounds like you're not getting um, the communication you need. They they must be leveraging the AT and T network um, as part of what they're offering you as far as your your service. But uh-huh. uh, I think your next call is to them. Oh, well, I've spent a couple of hours on the phone with them, and they couldn't figure it out. But uh, So I, maybe my next call should be a new service. But, um, just one more quick thing. You, I want to, um, you know, get my uh, store my email, and you, you talk about a, a, a mail, something or other mail. A mail client. Client, yeah. What What is that? Where do I get that? And it's like Outlook. Um, Outlook. So you download Outlook. Uh you could do 365 with Outlook as part of it. Um, Gmail is a mail client. Um, Windows oh. has a mail client built in. It's basically a software tool that will allow you to put your email credentials into it, and then you'll be able to download the mail into your mail client. Okay. <clears throat> Every so time I say I... mail client on the radio, I feel icky. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Sounds naughty. It does, doesn't it? It just sounds wrong. You need a mail client. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not something I go buy at the store. It's a, it's a download from... Uh, you can download from, it, or you can buy it at the store. You can go and pick up Outlook still at the uh, Staples if you want. Uh, or what about that other um, uh, email? I think it's Swiss that you recommended. Yeah, Proton Mail. Proton Mail. Could I get one from them too? Yep. Yeah, I think I want to go to them. They sound good. Yeah. Okay. All right, right, Sheila. Maybe you want to try a different service, I think. I think Unreal Mobile might be a little too unreal for you. Yeah. uh, Clark Howard recommends it. Okay. uh, It's very cheap. But anyway, thanks. I love your program. Bye-bye. Thanks, Sheila. Bye-bye. Yeah, well, I trust Clark Howard. He's a a very good source of uh, recommendations. We're going to step out for a quick break. We have a... A couple lines open for you before the top of the hour. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We are here live on this lovely Saturday morning. And then stick around. Dr. Alessi will be in next, giving you a second opinion on your health advice. And then, of course, garden talk. And things are growing again. The rain has come. So uh, Len and Lisa will help you grow some stuff in your garden at noon. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
And we are back. This is Computer Talk. Let's get right to your calls. You were nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. Let's go to Dan and Winstead next. What's going on, Dan? Uh, hi. How are you guys doing? Fine. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. I've got uh, two issues I want to run by you. One is an uh, issue with an SD card. I took it from uh, a phone to a tablet. It was working fine in, mm-hmm. in both. But uh, for some reason, when I went back to the phone, it, it's not being recognized at all. Yeah. It might need to be reformatted at the phone level. Maybe when you formatted it at the tablet level, it changed how the phone would see the, the geometry. Got it. Just look for something in the, in the settings or um, mounting type of uh, yeah. area. Okay. Yeah. Or just get a separate uh, SD and don't try to use it um, in the phone. Yeah, I'm just trying to recover the data that's on there and um, mm. hopefully it's not, uh, not lost in break or chip or anything, but I did find that some of these things are a little fragile. Well, they're pretty tough. Uh, you, I think you can get an adapter. Like you can, you can get a reader, get a little SD reader for that thing, and plug it into your computer, and don't even bother sticking it in your phone. Yeah, and see if you absolutely. can get the data off that way. No, this work well. You're right about that. Um, second uh, question, so a little, little more um, <clears throat> timely here. I'll try to make it um, as efficient as possible. I called up um, uh, GoDaddy, who um, hosts my uh, company uh, URL, which I've had for 20 years. Yeah. Called him on um, April 9th to find out what the bill was. And on April 11th, uh, the person who picked up the phone responded with, um, uh, we've got this offer right now, a professionally level uh, five-page developer site, um, discounted from uh, two grand down to 199 I said, that's great, as long as we take care of this other thing first. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> long story short, something slipped through the cracks, and the uh, renewal for my URL uh, business, which I've had for 20 years, was not uh, processed correctly. Mm-hmm. And um, round and around for the last six weeks, nobody admitted anything. They just said, we don't see any record of this in the call. We listened to transcripts. You're wrong. And finally, I called out of the blues. Somebody else picked up yesterday. And this guy um, essentially said, look, yeah, I can I can see the notes clearly here. Uh, if, I were, if I were an investigator, it looked like uh, you called on the 9th, want to find out what the bill was, and you called up on the 11th to pay the bill. Mm-hmm. And somebody did something that they should have done, which was kind of give you a, a free renewal on this. And that person's no longer working with the company. The long story short is that in the meantime, somebody else went out and bought my, um, Your my URL. business URL. Yep. And I've also lost access to 20 years of uh, email completely, mm. even though it's only been, you know, 30 or 60 wow. days past the uh, renewal deadline. Yep. Um, you guys ever hear of any anything like that or any suggestions on the, how to proceed? Yeah, sadly, we have heard things like that. Um, you can go ahead and try to prove to the registrar out there that it's your URL. You, you have to try to arrest it from the person who took it from you by proving it was your URL longer uh, before using whatever you, let's say it was Coca-Cola.com or something like that, and I stole it from Coca-Cola because they didn't renew it. They would be able to easily say, "Look, this is our trademark. This is our URL. We've been we've been using it for X number of years." And you go up and and, and fight it um, with a through the actual registrar. So you could do it through GoDaddy. There's a there's a way for you to do this. I don't have it off the top of my head, but I can try to find the link where you would try to submit this information to them and try to arrest it back from the person who's got it. Or you could just ask them nicely to give it to you, but I suspect they won't. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting thing because now GoDaddy has this service for uh, sixty nine ninety five that 
essentially there'll be a uh, liaison and go between and um, negotiate between the new person and the old person if there's a particular website that you see out there that you want or right. something like that. But so it's their um, fault. They should at least give that to you for free. Yeah, exactly. So they waive the fee on that. I'm waiting to hear what their response is. And, um, you know, it was interesting when the guy said, yeah, there's literally one example I can remember where some lady actually was offered a guy who bought it and said, yeah, I'll give it back for ten grand." And the lady right. actually paid ten grand. Yep. And I'm thinking, we're not going down that road. No. But, but uh, no, I have many know. stories that I brought up even on our show about whole towns who've had IT guys, right, register their town's URL. And then they fired the IT guy. And the IT guy took their URL with them because he registered their URL in his name as ownership. The town sues the IT guy, loses, because nine-tenths of the law, it's his ownership. Then he goes and sues the town for vexatious lawsuits, even though he's the bad guy. Because <laughs> they paid him to re, you know to get this URL set up, and he understood it to, to be his own. And wins these suits. So, and then, of course, the town's insurance pays him again. Uh, disgusting. And uh, the whole thing about URLs is is a, is a, still the wild, wild west. Um, I would hope you'd have good luck with uh, GoDaddy's uh, liaison, and they shouldn't charge you considering it was their fault. Cool. I appreciate that very much. Thanks for the uh, suggestions and guidance. Appreciate yeah, good it. luck, Dan. Great show. Take care. Yeah, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Now, the other thing you have to pay attention to on Dan's call is he lost all this email, right? So... Because it was part of that URL and part of that account, he has no access to it. And that's another reason you have to back up your email. So even if you've got a cloud-based solution, if you don't back it up, it's gone when it, whenever it decides to be gone. So 365, you got to back up. And if you had a local client, a mail client, <laughs> as it were, you got to back up the mail client, right, on your local machine. Um, and just by bringing the mail down, you have a backup by default to your local computer. So keep that in mind. Thank you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. I really do appreciate it. Mike G has posted everything live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It is there live and up and running. The links are working. And, of course, we were, we've were we been live over on Facebook. And thank you guys for joining us on Facebook Live and watching us on the show here from the hermetically sealed Tab Computer System Studio here in East Hartford. Uh, thank you, Matt, for producing back in Farmington. And hopefully we'll see you soon, uh, hopefully sometime in the fall when all this is over and we can all get back together again. And uh, stick around. Dr. Lice is up next. See you next week. <laughs>